0: Welcome back to Health Call Live where health information is free and the stethoscope is never cold. We're here to answer your questions at 447-1190. Now back to Health and Wellness correspondent Lee Kelso.
1: We got lots of interesting COVID stuff for you this week if, you know, like me, you're sick of this thing, but you know there's there's some really interesting information coming out about the Omicron and how it's all going to affect us and I have some information here that I'm pretty sure you're not going to hear anywhere else. For example, going kind of to Tell you about a chewing gum that actually traps the virus and how unvaccinated sperm donors are cashing in so all that's coming up stick around for that but let's look here first at omicron you know it has the world's attention and there is some good news around this thing but delta isn't done with this yet and man the evidence is all around us right here in indiana state of michigan they are on fire with covid hospitals filling up they've got a crisis up there calling in the national guard to help and here in indiana we are now uh back up to the numbers man the people in the hospital has been growing, and as of today, the state reports that there are over 2800 people hospitalized in the state of Indiana with the Delta version of COVID. The peak that we had uh, back in uh, the, you know last last winter was 3300. so well, listen, we're 500 people away from getting back to the peak. So Delta is not done with this yet. and Omicron, is on the way. Already it's in 22 states in the United States. It is probably here in Indiana. Although, uh, you know, one of the problems here is the United States does a pretty poor job on sequencing these viruses. The number of viruses that we sequence is way below what happens elsewhere around the world and how long it takes here for whatever reason is uh, very slow. So we don't really know how widespread Omicron is. What we do know is so far the cases that have been identified and studied by the CDC the symptoms are not as bad they are they're relatively mild cases so that's a positive right the negative is this thing spreads much more quickly now I know you've heard that we now have some stats on that the doubling time for Omicron in Europe is now two days So every two days, the number of people showing up positive is doubling. And so, man, that is an exponential growth rate that we just did not see with Delta as bad as that was. So, as we're seeing this this sickness spread like wildfire, hospitals already jammed with Delta and other illnesses, we could be setting ourselves up for a, a big problem. So, amidst all of this, I, I pay a lot of attention to a guy named Dr. John Campbell. He is a British medical educator who's got daily updates on all of this. And he says, yes, so far, so far, Omicron is looking like it's a good news, bad news scenario. The Omicron case is proving to be mild not only in the United States, but also around the world. But in the weeks ahead, he says, you're going to be hearing more about the virus having been attenuated. You'll hear that word. And that typically means it's it's less dangerous clinically. So listen to Dr. Campbell explain why and how. So what the virus wants to do is to reproduce as much as possible. And if it goes around killing people, it's going to reproduce less because if it kills someone, um, it's not going to carry on reproducing from that person. So it's natural that viruses do evolve to become milder. It looks like this process has been accelerated, as we saw yesterday when we sent Omicron caught a cold. In other words, it got a particular genetic sequence from a common cold coronavirus. And because we know it's not the end because there's still a lot of Delta going on in the world and uh, the Delta is not finished yet. But, but I've said here, nor is it the end of the beginning, because I think we're past the beginning. We're past the end of the beginning. And I think really this, this could well be the beginning of the end. So if you'll exclude, excuse the melodrama there, I think that's probably roughly where we are at. OK, so that sounds kind of encouraging. He touched on the theory here that Omicron came about because someone infected with one of the four coronaviruses that are known to cause just the common cold we all get from time to time. Then they picked up COVID and those two viruses blended, and so Omicron came away being able to spread more easily like the colds, but also seems to be less dangerous. And that is confirmed by Benjamin Tenover. He is a virologist at the New York University Langone Health, and he said this, quote, I am not overly concerned about Omicron at all. All of the cases have been very mild, and I don't actually understand where all the hysteria is coming from." So that's a guy who's got the Omicron virus in his lab and is studying it. Well, the fear is that Omicron seems to be very good at infecting people who have natural immunity from a previous case of COVID and even those who have been fully vaccinated. What's important here is that these Omicron breakthrough cases are not sending people to the ICU. In fact, the symptoms are heavy fatigue, headache, muscle aches for a few days, and then people say they feel just fine. What no one really knows here is what's going to happen when the 50 percent of Hoosiers who are not vaccinated get whacked with Omicron. So here's one possibility. It's widely predicted that Omicron is going to outcompete and take over from Delta Probably about January, mid-January or so in the United States. Now, we hope it continues to cause mild diseases in everyone. But since it's mild, you might never know you have COVID. So you just go on about your business and you spread the disease. So what happens when it hits someone who has fading natural immunity or hasn't been vexed? We just don't know what impact that's going to be. The worst case scenario... Highly vaccinated areas see hospital systems just get overwhelmed as you get this big wave of Omicron coming through. And even if only a small percentage of Omicron infections put people in the hospital, if it's spreading and doubling every two days, you get this big spike of cases. And now you got millions of people who all need a bed all at the same time. And if you have a heart attack, a stroke, or something like that, you see the problem. So, That may lead to another wave of emergency measures already happening overseas. The White House says, no, we're not going to shut down here. But gosh, you know, who knows? You're supposed to isolate for 10 days after a positive test, right? So if we get this big wave of Omicron that comes through and everybody gets infected and you're supposed to isolate for 10 days, even though there's not an official shutdown, who's going to be left to run your factory, your business, your office? kind of curious to see what's going to happen there right let that sink in for a moment another change with omicron is it appears to be infecting more children kids have been pretty durable against delta so what's different about omicron well one of the virologists i was studying in his lab is seeing omicron seems to be getting better and better at binding to that ace 2 receptor and it's more capable of infecting other people with lower levels of ace 2 now how does that apply to kids Children have fewer ACE2 receptors. So along comes a virus that is more easily attaching itself to that smaller number of ACE2 and wham, that kind of explains why we're seeing a large number of young children infected with Omicron in South Africa. Reasonable to expect that it's going to happen here. And so these kids, even though they're not seriously ill, are picking up the virus, getting infected. They bring it home and it spreads like crazy. So we've got you we just got to pay attention to this and be aware of what may be coming at us as over Omicron sweeps around. Now, when we come back, I'm going to tell you about a chewing gum that might help block the virus if it'll be on the market in time. And then also uh, we'll hear about a new way that you can get tested right here in Fort Wayne. It's free and it's relatively easy and it's quick. And that is all coming up. On the Health Call Live radio hour on WoW. You're listening to Health Call Live, your regular Saturday morning appointment
0: with healthcare professionals, where treatment is always painless and there's never a copay. Here's your host, health and wellness correspondent Lee Kelso.
1: Okay, we've seen lots of interesting things coming out of this whole COVID mess we've been in, and, and one of them caught my attention, so I reached out and talked to a doctor at the University of Pennsylvania School of Dental Medicine. He's using a ACE2 technology to create a chewing gum that he thinks can fight COVID. So you've got a lot of ACE2 receptors in your mouth, and Dr. Henry Daniel says a form of this chewing gum he's developed uses an enzyme made in a specially created lettuce leaf, and it can. Track up to 95% of the virus. So we hooked up online this week and talked about the possibility that we could be chewing gum that acts sort of like fly paper to keep the virus from spreading.
2: It's, it's like a fly paper, except that the flies that don't stick onto the paper, right, still can get away. In this case, it doesn't because the enzyme goes and binds to the same gate as the virus, and therefore it closes the gate, so it it traps like a flypaper. But at the same time, it if it doesn't, then it goes and blocks the entry as well. Gotcha. Just, so dual action, yeah. right? Right. And this is why the when people vaccinated, people also get breakthrough infections. Unvaccinated people, early infection period, they don't have symptoms, they don't know. So they still continue to spread the virus, and this one essentially uh, works like a PPE, except that it also helps the, the patient. The current PPE is, is protecting others, but in this case, this PPE actually protects the patient first.
1: So is it your vision that uh, I would chew this gum frequently during an outbreak to prevent infection?
2: Yeah, exactly the, uh, the 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 first uh, step is the decreasing the viral load, and um, so for that to accomplish for this particular pandemic for the SARS-CoV two we have used the enzyme that's naturally present in in the body, but. For the influenza and various other viruses, we are also developing the, that's a different trap protein that we don't have. And so we put a different protein. So, in principle, then yes, the, we've, it varies from virus to virus. And mm-hmm. in this case, the spike protein is present in all variants. So, this particular one uh, doesn't matter. It is very highly efficient in trapping uh, uh, different variants. Right now, um, we are working with the letter variant and we are trying to, we are waiting for samples of the Omicron as well.
1: Gotcha. So it may be that we would see products available for the flu, for COVID, for a number of different viruses that are in circulation.
2: Correct. Before this publication, in our Penn News release, they also showed another publication where we used the chewing gum with enzymes that break down the plaque and kill the bacteria that causes tooth decay so there we our protein was killing the bacteria and softening the plaque and getting through it uh, to kill the bacteria that adheres very close to the to the tooth so yes so this is a platform technology which actually helps in uh, killing Neutralizing viruses are bacteria. Isn't that interesting? That
1: is Dr. Henry Daniel and he says they they are through the first round of trials and applying for emergency use authorization to bring this virus trapping chewing gum to market. Once approved, he says it could be in production and on the shelf within three months or so. Very interesting. A more detailed interview with Dr. Daniel, talking a little bit more about the science behind all of this, is on the Health Call website. That's healthcall.live, healthcall.live. So, yeah, with Omicron on the way, testing is going to be more important than ever before. And, you know, we really have done a great job of making that very easy here in the United States. In Europe, home test kits, they're everywhere and pretty affordable here the rapid test kits on the market cost about 25 bucks but man good luck finding one. They're they're on the shelf and then bang, they're gone. So, you know, you do a little nasal swab in 15 minutes. Those home test kits check whether or not your body has produced any antigens against the virus. They don't test for the virus itself. They just tell you if you've been exposed. And the results, eh, not really all that accurate. So the gold standard is something called PCR testing. And that's where a company called Curative is now offering in Fort Wayne. They've opened up this kiosk in the parking lot at Glenbrook. You can scan Schedule an appointment if you want to, but it's not necessary. The best news is the tests are covered with
3: no out of pocket cost. Here is Blake Lackey, the VP of Operations for Curative. We conduct a very safe, easy, and, and effective uh, PCR test from that site, uh, which is just a lower nasal swab right in the the beginning of the nasal cavity. Fifteen seconds on each side. That sample is then shipped off to one of our three CLIA certified labs, and results come back within forty eight hours via text uh, or uh, cell phone. Uh, excuse me, uh, text uh, or email.
1: Uh, so you're not going deep into my brain check that's a good thing we like that uh and it's a pcr test so what is your accuracy rate on that particular modality
3: Yeah, absolutely. So the PCR is, as as we know, is is really the kind of the gold standard in in all of of testing. Uh, The the efficacy rate uh, hovers generally around the ninety to ninety four percent, um, and uh, which really again separates that from some of the other tests that you might see out there. Specifically, uh, an antigen test, Uh, though an antigen test does result within fifteen to thirty minutes, um, you get. The, cert- the certification from uh, you know a CLIA lab uh, that a PCR test has been conducted and you get the, the, the understanding that that efficacy uh, at that 90 to 94 uh, percent is going to tell you what's going on, which is what we're here to do.
1: All right, so uh, a small number of false positives or negatives, that's the big outcome. So uh, do I need an appointment?
3: So, ultimately, anyone that comes to our kiosks there in Glenbrook Square Mall will be seen. Um, It is easier if you go on curative.com to to book yourself an appointment. Uh, You're able to to do that very easily from our scheduler, which is a web-based scheduler online. Um, However, if you're just dropping by and you want to stop by, we will take care of you and register you there on-site. So, walk-ins are absolutely welcomed. I've not
1: been out there. Is this a kiosk that is in the parking lot or is it inside the mall and do I have to get out of my car if it is in the parking lot?
3: It is in the parking lot and you do have to get out of your car in order uh, to to be tested. Uh, It is very easy, very safe and very fast. Uh, The whole process could take you probably at the high end uh, 10 to 15 minutes.
1: Do uh, I need to pay anything? Do I need insurance information? What's the cost if there is one?
3: Yeah. So this is a, this is no cost testing and no cost testing is, is really great. Uh, cause ultimately, uh, as you come to, to conduct the test, uh, we obviously take public and private insurance. Uh, but we also have the ability to go back to, to, uh, to HRSA and the CARES Act funding and to ultimately get that, that, that test, uh, paid for, uh, as long as you're able to attest that you are the person that you say you are, which we ask you in, in your were in in your intake form so i i was just at
1: a play a performance and for the first time blake uh, i had to provide evidence of either vaccination or a negative test result so when i what i get back from you does that qualify as that negative test result is it a document an email how am i going to show that to somebody
3: absolutely and that's the great thing about our process and our system is that email is uh and that text is on your phone it 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 does uh um obviously count as a certified pcr test um you're able to utilize that to to gain access to any anywhere that that is going to accept uh those types of tests uh or are are, i should say that is going to require any type of uh, covid testing prior to entry so, the, again, that
1: kiosk is in the parking lot at Glenbrook Square. You can go to curative.com if you want to schedule, although, as you heard, you don't really have to. As of midweek, when I spoke with Blake, he said they had just done really a handful of tests and didn't have the immediate results. So they're just ramping up. This is the first location for them in Indiana. They have about 11,000 nationwide. And one of the reasons they came here is because our case rate has been growing so quickly. After all, we're, you know, the whole northern part of the state now is red with COVID, so mm, good reason for them to be here. My full interview with Blake is online now at HealthCall.live, and you're going to hear that if you are positive, uh, they do not report your name or identification to the state. They report the test that was positive, but not your name or ID and a lot of information about how all this testing is going to work. It's up online at HealthCall.live right now. All the time we have, I will bring you that story about uh, unvax sperm being so valuable. Next Week when we see you again on the Health Call Live Radio Hour on WoWo. You've been listening to Health Call Live.
0: Watch a recording of today's program on the Health Call Facebook page or on the web at www.healthcall.live. Drop us a line to recommend a guest or suggest a topic for a future broadcast. Join us next Saturday at 9 a.m. for another edition of Health Call Live on WoWo, 1190 AM and 107.5 FM.